if we're being honest, for the last week, um, I don't think I've had the words um, or even the heart to have an encouraging message or be very inspiring to someone else. As I'm sitting down trying to record a podcast, now mind you, I had a different topic for today's podcast, but it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right to sit here and talk about anything other than the fact of what is going on in our world today. And I've already been pretty vocal about it over the last week um, on Instagram. And to be honest, I did not plan on carrying that over to this week's podcast episode. But again, however many times, and trust me, I have been up all night recording and deleting and recording and deleting. Nothing just felt right other than the fact to address um, the manners that are going on in this world today. If you live under a rock... You would know that this past Monday, um, a man by the name of George Floyd was murdered by a police officer in Minneapolis. And I don't use the terms that the news is saying of, oh, he was arrested. Um, this, If you watch the video in full, as I have, this man was coldly, blatantly just murdered. And if you've seen that video and your heart is not wrestling at the fact of injustice that happens literally every day in this world, then I'm going to question that something's wrong with your heart and that you need to ask the Lord to break your heart for what breaks his because there is no way in the world that the Lord's seen this and it did not break his heart. I don't really have a layout for this podcast. Um, truthfully, I, I don't even want to do it, but Due to other for personal circumstances, I did miss last week's podcast episode and didn't feel right missing it two weeks in a row. So I just simply wanted to address the fact of we desperately, as believers, should be clinging to the word of God like no other right now. Um, but I also want to address the fact that we live in a sinful world. We live in a broken world that was established when... Adam and Eve were in the garden. And so to be honest, the brokenness of this world does not surprise me. The Bible talks about this over and over again. And some may argue that we're not in the end days, but it's a slow progress to what we as believers deem the end days. You can look at this world and tell that everything pretty much lines up exact to how the Bible happens. And I think that people want to wake up overnight and see that the end times are here, but that's just not how it happens. Um, it has always been um, a slow progress towards these things, and and I do believe that we are living in those times without a shadow of a doubt. I'm not saying the Lord is coming back tomorrow, absolutely not, but this will be one of those times in history where we look back and say, and, and again, if you've read your Bibles, you look back and say, the Lord said that this was going to happen in the end times, and it's happening. The Bible was always meant to be fulfilled. All of the prophecies that were given to us about this world that we live in today are meant to be fulfilled. No matter how heartbreaking it may seem, no matter how like pretty crappy some of the things that happen, happen it was always meant to take place. Just like Jesus going to the cross, as unfortunate as it was, 
was always meant to take place. And I believe that right now um, is a time for us to, to be praying for wisdom. The Bible says that if a man should lack wisdom, that he should ask the Lord. And after having so many conversations with people on social media, whether that had been Twitter or Facebook or even Instagram, like I feel like majority of the people that should be asking for wisdom are some of our Christian influencers. Some people that I call my friends because when I have conversations with them, the the lack of wisdom that lies um, from understanding the black community and understanding the hurt and frustration that, that's going on right now, like they don't see it. It's unfortunate, but I've had to unfollow so many people and it's not that I'm not their friends anymore, but I can't take the things that are they're posting on social media because for me as a black person in America, as a black Christian in America, these things hurt. They're offensive. And I think people are missing the point. Granted, let me say this and I'm going to say it loud and clear because I have had people all week distort what I say when I say this. I do not believe in the looting and the violent protests that have been going on in both Minneapolis, um, Atlanta, Georgia, Los Angeles, California, Utah. Like, I don't agree with these things. But I've also had to clarify to very, very many people that this is not a Black Lives Matter protest going violent. Every protest that Black Lives Matters has put out has always been civil. They have been decent, they have been organized, and they have been fruitful. I do believe that there are people taking advantage of these protests to do whatever they want. It has been people caught on camera, um, and truthfully a lot of white people breaking into stores, blaming it, doing what we as black people call throwing the rock and hiding their hand, of just um, taking advantage of this, the situation to be selfish and to be hurtful and to be just bad people, you know. Um, the news put out several articles that white supremacists have been running rapid through these neighborhoods, um, partaking in a lot of the looting and breaking into businesses. Um, a lot of paid protesters coming from different states going to different states just to cause havoc and chaos. And so I pray that you know the difference between these things because I've seen a lot of people on Twitter like, oh, the Black Lives Matter movement, this is so violent. How do you guys support it? Nah, know the difference before you speak words or put something into 160 characters or less. Do your research. Do your research. It's literally, Google is at the hands and fingertips of your phone, of your laptop. All you have to do is research something. All you have to do is look beyond the media because the media is only gonna show you the toxic things. That's what they do. They live and thrive on manipulating almost every situation. And I believe um, that does not just count for this matter, but things like COVID, things like um, just anything going on in this world. Do your research. I don't really have an agenda for this podcast because I honestly, truthfully don't want to do it. And I am honestly just going to put it up to put it up. But um, 
if anything, this week has brought me a lot of overwhelming brokenness. Um, just by this world and, again, by those who I call my friends and peers. And it's not, again, it's not that I don't love them, but there's a, a lack of understanding in the black community up until recently, until I made a post about it, a lot of people didn't realize that I too experience racism pretty much on a daily. I live in a predominantly white neighborhood, a predominantly white town where I am treated different because of the color of my skin. Where I shouldn't have the nice things I have because I'm black. Because I don't deserve it. And unfortunately, as lovely as lovely as some of y'all think I am, and I would hope that part of me is, these are things that I experience behind the gram, behind the screen. I don't share a lot of my personal life on Instagram for believers unless I strongly feel led. But this is my reality and this is my life. George Floyd was an honorable man. And I'm so thankful for the people who knew him who are taking this time to speak up before the media trashes him because they've already started with the false accusations of, of attacking this man's character. This man who can no longer speak for himself when, when he was speaking, when he was saying things like, I can't breathe and I just want my mom. His mom passed away two years ago, guys. When he was speaking, they were not listening. And so I'm so thankful for the friends and family of George Floyd who is protecting his character because this man was a man of God. His pastor has even spoken out. And those are the things that the media won't tell you. They won't show you. And so when I seen what had happened in this video, my heart just broke because I watched this man fight for his life on the floor. Fight literally by just asking for help. And then if you've seen the video, you would know that there's a part where we literally just have watched him become lifeless. And in that moment, I said, oh, they killed him. I didn't need an autopsy report to tell me that. I didn't need for them to put him on a gurney and take him to the hospital. I've seen it. Much of America has seen it. And if you have not, and if you cannot see that, then watch the video again. All of America has watched yet another, yet another black man die at the hands of police brutality. I don't believe all cops are bad. Not at all. I've had family that have served in both the military and the police departments. I do not believe that all cops are bad. But I do believe that those who are bad are never held accountable. Which is why the black community is just hurting and they're demanding. They are praying for just one time. Lord, just one time. Let us have justice in this. I've watched white men kill and shoot up churches and school buildings. And you know what? I've watched them get peacefully arrested. I've watched some get a meal as they're being detained. And you know what? They have literally killed tens of people, twenties of people, thirties of people. Some of these white men have c killed at least 50 people. And it's super unfortunate, but you want to know what? 
they're still alive today. They're still alive. Whereas most black men that get detained are treated inhumane, beaten, thrown down on the street, even while in handcuffs. How am I a threat to you if I'm already handcuffed? And unfortunately for us, the case is that they end up dead. Black men, black women, everywhere. I would be lying to you guys if I said I did not fear for my life every time I seen a cop car pull behind me. Every time I've gotten pulled over by a cop. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys to make it look pretty for the sake of me being someone who works in ministry. I fear for my life every time I'm pulled over. Because yeah, there are good cops and I don't knock them. But there are some really, really bad ones who just don't give a damn. I have been mistreated by cops before. And so, yeah, I get a little triggered when things like this happen. Because it could be me. Then what? Maybe this doesn't hit you guys because you don't know George Floyd personally. And it's very easy to say, oh yeah, this is my brother in Christ. I'm a sister, like this is my brother, blah, blah, blah. But it hits different. What if it were me? I've been asking myself that all week. And I literally got on Instagram live like in the middle of the night a couple of days ago. And I said, guys, if it were me, I would pray that you guys would do more for me than sit on Twitter and post these cutesy scriptures. I believe in scripture. I believe in the word of God. I believe in the power of prayer, but there's got to be something more. What do you tell the unbeliever? I have friends that are unbelievers. You can't sit there and tell me and tell them when I die to just pray. No. We've got to do more. We've got to do better. The fact that I've had to have so many conversations with people about the color of my skin and my blackness this week shows me that we have got to do better. We can't only have these conversations when a life is taken from us. As the black community, unfortunately, we have these conversations every day with each other. We do. Because every day, our lives are are at risk. Even for me. A lot of people, when they see Instagram for Believers, they see a pretty clean-cut black girl <laughs> who can talk proper when she wants. But once I put my phone down and I'm with my family or friends, let me just be the first person to say that I get ghetto. I am ghetto. I have ghetto in me. Because I'm black. And ghetto can be taken the wrong way. But I hope y'all understand the point that I'm trying to say in all of this. Is that there's more to me than an Instagram. It's unfortunate that I've had to read messages and, and honestly just delete. I don't really engage with ignorant people. But having to, to read messages of people who just want me to encourage them in the Lord and in their walks with the Lord. But no, no, no. The moment I start talking about my own oppression. The moment I start talking about the own my own racism that I've experienced here in my town. Or even when I go places. No, 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 no. I don't want you to talk about that. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I will never not talk about it. I believe that God has given me a platform where I can help people understand because there's been so many of you guys who have just been like, yeah, thanks for, thanks for sharing this because I truly did not understand, but you know, you shared it and now I feel like I understand just a little better, not a hundred percent, but just a little better. And so for these moments, I thank God because that's all that we're trying to do. The next time you want to 
retweet something about a protester about how horrible these crimes are, just don't. Don't. Because you, you're not helping the solution. You're retweeting of how horrible things are right now. And, oh my God, these people are looting. Oh my God, these people are breaking into stores. You guys are breaking and hurting your own community. Like, you are not doing anything. Anything. You are sitting behind your computer, living your lavish life, most likely. Um, just telling me how hurt you are by this. But you are literally doing nothing. So please spare me your retweets. Spare me your posts. Do something. Someone had asked on Instagram Live the other day, what, what, do, what, what is the church's response in all of this? How should the church be handling this? And I said, okay, how are you handling it? How are you handling it? Because the Bible is very specific when it says that we are the hands and feet. That we are the church. The church is not a body. It is an individual person. And an individual person and another individual person and another individual person who makes up the church. So I asked, I said, instead of asking what the church is doing, ask yourself, what are you doing? What are we doing? I am the church. So what am I privately, personally doing to help the situation of what's going on? Am I doing more than a, a silly Instagram post? for, 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 uh, what do you call it? Engagement. Am I doing more than tweeting something in 160 characters? What are we doing? What are you as the church of God doing to help the situation? My heart honors pastors like Carl Lentz, who is literally out in the forefronts if y'all have not been following him on Instagram, this man's is marching with his people. He is having conversations with black people who feel like the white person won't listen. He is literally doing what so many of us should be doing. Is being out there. And I'm not saying that I'm not out there. My own city, town, whatever has had their own private, uh, not private, but um, protests, peaceful protests, mind you. So what are you doing? thankful for the friends who have reached out and called me and just said, hey, I just want to understand your heart and your perspective on it because let me just be frank when I say my heart is at this 50-50 place of, of being a black Christian in America and being black in America. See, because as a Christian, I don't get to say certain things because I know my Bible, because I know the word of God. And as a black person, I get to feel for my community. I get to feel for my family and my friends. One of my best friends is white, <laughs> white, and I love her to death. And I thank God that <sighs> we're able to sit and have conversations about my life and why it matters without her getting offended because she's white. <laughs> she doesn't go around telling me all lives matter, my unique. Nah, she's actually the type of person to say, forget that. <laughs> And if you say that, please unfriend me. And she's white, guys. <laughs> One of my best friends. So yeah, I get to sit and have healthy conversations with people. One of my best friends is also black. My whole family is black. We say black things to each other. We're a little wild sometimes. But that's my family. And I'm thankful 
for friends who, who aren't believers, who are wanting to be a part of a solution, who are having conversations with me. Please remember that all these people that are hurting other people and and kind of breaking the law with these looting and stuff like not all of them are believers, guys. So we can't sit and have conversations with them like they understand the word of God. So I'm thankful for my friends who are not believers, who who have literally just asked me, like, how do we fix this? And granted, my first and foremost solution is always Jesus, always pointing people to Jesus. But that looks a little different for those who, who don't necessarily believe in him. Have conversations with people. If all of your friends are Christians, you're doing it wrong. A light cannot shine in the light. A light can only shine in darkness. Not to say all of my friends are darkness, but just hope you get the freaking point here and don't rip my words out of context. But it's healthy to have friends that are not believers. Because you can sit and have conversations with them about these things. If you have only Christian friends, man, that kind of just sucks. Kind of just sucks if I'm being honest. So I'm so thankful that the Lord has allowed me to have friends of, of all different. All different. All different backgrounds, all different races. And I pray that y'all just start opening your minds and your hearts to having these conversations with your family and friends. I also have friends whose family members are racist. When I tell y'all, I do have friends who are, whose families, who their, their dads and their granddads are racist. And I know I don't want to go over your house and sit and have a piece of cake because your grandpa more than likely wants to lynch me. This is true stuff, guys. But in all honesty, instead of asking what the church is doing and how they're responding to racism, how they're responding to the riots, how they're responding to the looting, I'm simply going to ask you how you're responding. And please don't tell me you're sharing educational posts about it on Instagram. Don't tell me you're retweeting and tweeting. That's okay, but it's not enough. Educate yourself. Have conversations. Really ask God to seek and search your heart on these things. Because I hate to say it, some of y'all, as much as you don't want to admit it, are low-key racist. I had a conversation with a friend the other day about a mutual friend of mine and how this mutual friend is literally a low-key racist because of the things that she has said. Because you don't say those kinds of things to black people. You don't behave um, in the manner you do. Just because you have black friends does not mean you are not a racist. Just because you work in a black church does not mean you are not racist. Just because you have black students or, or you know, you're a teacher, like, it, it does not mean you are not racist. Oh, I'm not a racist. I know myself. Self-denial is one of the most <laughs> uh, rapid things. Oh, I'm a Christian. I love everyone. But do you really? I don't have words. 
to speak today and I'm literally just throwing out these thoughts as, as I've had them but just wanted to let you guys know these people that are doing these things they're not all believers so we can't really respond um, as we as believers do hurt people hurt people broken people want to break other people oftentimes but let's not forget forgiven people forgive people People who are loved, love others. That's how it works. And so, please know that my my constant thought with these people that are looting and rioting and, and you know, kind of just causing chaos is, is that a lot of them, unfortunately, were not raised the way I was. I was raised in a Christian-based household with my mom and my siblings. I was taught right from wrong. I was taught that stealing is bad, that lying is bad, hurting people is bad, but unfortunately that's not the case for everyone else. Some people, their families, because they didn't have much, they do steal things. They were taught that stealing is okay, that it's okay to take what you want. Just don't get caught. <laughs> that's their reality, unfortunately. So I have to look at the realities of the situation and say, this is their reality and this is my reality. Now, how can, how can we bridge it? How can I help? How can I be a part of a solution? Honestly and truthfully. So I'm going to end the podcast here because I have recorded and re-recorded this all night and I just don't have words. Um, and so as, as I close out, um, don't know why because I really hate praying in front of people um but I've, I've over the last couple of weeks just been felt felt led to to pray out whenever I end a podcast and so please know that my heart is still hurting um literally just praying that God would have his way in these situations but I'm gonna go ahead and pray you don't have to bow your heads and close your eyes because the great thing about a podcast is I don't have people staring back at me which make me feel super uncomfortable um so uh, god damn really bother we just we just come before you right now um just want to say thank you because if you're listening to this podcast as i speak this podcast that means you are sitting somewhere in your house on a walk in your car but you are safe and god we just want to thank you for our safety right now we just lift up our nation god um everything that's going on god that that we know that you are still on the throne, that you are still in control, and that no matter how crappy these situations may be, that you are still God. We pray for every heart that is broken right now across this nation, um, especially for the black community, God, that we just we just lift them up right now, that in these, these troubling situations, that you would be their comfort, God, that you would be their peace, and, and if they don't know you, God, that they would seek to know you, and that they would seek to know who you are and everything you stand for. God, we pray for just everybody, every life in the United States of America, God, and in other countries that, um, that we just need you, God, that in these times that we don't um, be led by our emotions and our hurt and frustrations, God, but that we would cling to your word because we know your word is true. We know that the Bible tells us that vengeance is yours, that although we seek justice, God, that ultimately you will handle everything for us, that you are in control, 
that we would not lean to our own understanding, Father, but that we would simply just trust in you, even though it's hard, even though it looks a little cloudy, that we would trust in you, God. We pray for our police departments everywhere, because not all cops are bad cops, Lord. We pray for the good ones. We pray for those who, who truly do just want to bridge the gap in their communities of police brutality and injustice everywhere. We are so, so thankful for the good ones, God. We pray that there would be an end to all of the rioting and the looting going on, God, so that we can work on restoring um, all of these communities that have been broken. We bind and rebuke the demons that have been running rapid through these towns and cities, God, because it is a spiritual warfare, whether people want to realize that or not, that we take authority over the situation as believers, that we join hands and we pray and, and we be a part of the solution, God. We thank you for every heart that does not know you, whether they're involved in all that's going on or not, God, that you would speak to their hearts, that there would be something so tangible that they would know that you are real and that you are God. We thank you for the days to come, God. We thank you for all that you have done and all the things that you're going to continue to do for every single person. <laughs> and we're so thankful that, God, when we don't even have the words to speak, that you hear our hearts. Because I truly do not have enough words to speak in this moment. And I haven't all week, but you know my heart, God. And that you would search my heart, remove things that are not like you. We love you, Lord. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for all that you have done for us and all the things that you are going to continue to do. We will give you all glory, honor, and praise. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.